Recorded at the Running Age Studio, you're listening to Venture Tabernacle. It's like venture capital, except that the investment is made in your soul. This is where America hangs out to talk about anything and everything from a biblical perspective. I'm your host, Ty Hervey. Join me as we learn to view the world through the objective lens of the Bible. All righty, welcome back to another episode of the Sunday Sermon, where we are going through the gospel according to Mark, verse by verse, and story by story. Last episode, we talked about how the gospel is different than anything this world has ever seen before. And we saw that if you try to mix the gospel with anything at all, it ruins everything. If you missed that episode, be sure to go back and listen. But continuing with that train of thought, we are going to look at Mark chapter 2, verse 23 through 28 today, as Jesus again shows that what he is doing is different than anything the world has ever seen. And specifically, this story is the first of two demonstrations that Mark records showing that Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. And that is a very important title. And just so we're clear here, the Sabbath is the traditional day of rest once a week for us, that Sunday, where we set aside time to come to church and worship God together as a body of Christ and rest in His presence. Now that is important for us to understand as we look at what we're going to talk about today. So let's go ahead and jump in. We're going to start in Mark chapter 2, verse 23. But before we get ready to read the scripture, I just want you to know that even though we are only at the end of chapter 2 of Mark, time and time again, we have seen it told that Jesus is God in human form. And this is central to all the gospel messages and, of course, to the gospel according to Mark. And this passage should come as no surprise then, as we have seen the power and identity of Jesus presented many times already, even in the first two chapters of this book. But as we see a new title assigned to Jesus as Lord of the Sabbath today, this brings us into a whole new point of struggle and contention with the religious leaders of his day. Because they knew that the Sabbath was the day of rest created by God, and only God could be Lord of the Sabbath. So in claiming to be the Lord of the Sabbath, Jesus is, by proxy, claiming to be God. Let's read the verses. Starting in verse 23, it says, One Sabbath he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and was hungry, he and those who were with him? How he entered the house of God in the time of Abathar, the high priest, and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him? And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. And so we see yet another conflict with the Pharisees. And we're going to see this over and over as we continue through the gospel according to Mark. And part of why this is such an issue for them is that the Sabbath was kind of their thing. And what I mean by that is that the Pharisees were all about religion and doing things 
their specific way. Even to the extent that they had created all kinds of rules that had no basis in the Bible. See, the Sabbath was full of all kinds of these rules. And according to Scripture, the only set rule of the Sabbath was to not work. And that was really a gift to the people, not meant to be a burden as the Pharisees turned it into. And what the Pharisees did is what we call legalism. Legalism is where we get so focused on the rules and doing everything perfect that we forget why we're doing those things in the first place. See, the Pharisees were legalists and they valued their rules more than their relationship with God and with the people around them. And Jesus looked at them and he said, no. He said, you have to choose me or your religion. There is no in-between. There is no mixture. And we see in this story the whole reason the Pharisees are mad at them. The reason there was this confrontation is that the disciples picked the tops of wheat off and ate them as they went. Now, in these times, there weren't many big roads or perfect paths from here to there, wherever they wanted to go. But what there were were paths, and particularly through fields where crops were grown, there were usually pretty well-maintained rows that people used to walk down and use as a sort of highway system. And it was perfectly within the biblical law and the custom of the day to pluck grain and eat as you went. And what they're doing isn't stealing, and it isn't anything wrong. The whole reason the Pharisees were mad is that it happened on the Sabbath, where they had all their silly rules that people would violate. And the response of Jesus is almost comical, if you understand what's going on here, because he asked them, Have you never read what David did? And this is King David of the Old Testament, and I say this is comical because Jesus knows that there is not a single verse of the first five books of the Old Testament that the Pharisees have not at least read and more likely studied deeply and intensely. So essentially he is saying, come on guys, you should know the answer to this question before you even raised it. See, the story that Jesus is referencing here is found in 1 Samuel 21, and for the sake of time, we won't go there, but I would highly recommend that you go and read that in your own time in your private study with the Lord this week. But essentially, we'll give you the summary. What is happening in this story is that David is running from King Saul because Saul is trying to kill David. And this happens before David becomes king, and Saul has gone crazy. He's literally losing his mind because he knows that David is going to replace him as king, and he's not happy about that. And as David was running from him, he and his men ran out of food. And there wasn't a Walmart, there wasn't an HEB to stop by in those days. And so David goes to a priest for help. And the priest had no food to give him except for the bread of presence. Now, this bread of presence was not just any bread. It was especially set apart for the, only the priest to eat. And this was a biblical law. This was bread that was set apart that was not meant for David and his men. But the priest still gave them the bread because mercy and compassion were far more important than some specific rule because he recognized that human life was more important than ceremony. And if he hadn't given them the bread, David and his men very well could have starved to death as they ran from King Saul. 
but mercy and compassion overruled ceremony. And the Pharisees, they didn't understand this. And that's why they had so many rules and so little mercy on people. So Jesus makes the point that if David could violate a biblical principle set forth in the law and not be sinning, so could the disciples violate a much lesser rule made by men, not God, and not sin in the process. And he finishes with this statement. Jesus says to them that the Sabbath was made for man, not the other way around. And that he is Lord of the Sabbath. You see, the Sabbath is a day of rest. It is a gift that God has given to us, not an obligation so that we can prove how righteous we are. And when Jesus said he is the Lord of the Sabbath, to say that means that he is God. No ifs, no ands, no buts. And the question is, how will we respond to this? We saw the Pharisees did not respond well, but with us, we can do better. When we see that Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath, I want you to know that this is important to the gospel. And if you really want to see how important this is, well, you're going to have to come back next week as we look at chapter 3 and the continuing theme of Jesus as Lord of the Sabbath. We're going to leave you on a bit of a cliffhanger, and this marks the end of this episode of the Venture Tabernacle podcast. If you got value from this episode, please leave a five-star rating wherever you listen and share this on social media. You know, our marketing budget is you, and it doesn't cost you a penny to help us get the word out about what the Lord is doing with this podcast. So thank you for listening, and we will see you next week for another episode of The Sunday Sermon. If you made it to this part of the show, that means that you really like this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, what I said about our marketing budget, I am serious about this. This is a one-man show right now. Ty Hervey, the host of this podcast, is hosting, is recording, is editing, is trying to keep up with marketing, and I don't have a lot of money to spend on this thing, but I'm telling you, if the Lord lays it on your heart to bless this ministry in any way, whether that be financial, through prayer, through helping us get the word out, I appreciate that so much. All right, it means a lot to me, and I would love to express my gratitude in that. Interact with us in social media. Leave a comment on our post. Do something. Uh, we want to get to know you guys. We want to know what's going on in your life, and I want to give you a sneak peek, if you're listening still, that this Sunday sermon series is not all that Venture Tabernacle is going to be. We've got some new episode ideas in the works. It's just a matter of time before we get everything lined out with those things. Some different things about some more topical studies where we go a lot deeper. You know, we've got short 10 to 15 minute episodes with this Sunday sermon thing. 
And I'm intentionally keeping those short because I want you to be able to listen to those quickly and go on about your day and not have to devote a big chunk of your life every week to this. But we're looking at doing some topical podcasts that are going to be a little bit longer format. We're looking at doing some other things where we're going to bring guests and do interviews. And uh, if you have any thoughts on what you would like to see in this kind of podcast, I want you to let us know. So leave us comments, send us messages. You can email us at contact at venturetabernacle.com if you've got ideas. We want to hear from you. All right. Thanks. Have a good week.